the express. What's up, everybody? This is Mason here with the Express Podcast. On today's episodes, we are going to cover routines and the importance of routines. And we're going to dive into the routines that um, not only myself, but Dance, me and Mitchell do every day and give you all some tips on some things that we do, some things that we're not good at that we're trying to improve and just overall how a solid routine can be positive and impacting your life in the way that you want when trying to accomplish your goals or things in your everyday task. Um, we're also gonna cover the some of the newest things in sports. Baseball's coming back. Uh, Cam Newton got traded to the Pats. We're gonna get into that a little bit. So it's a pretty good episode. So make sure you all tune in, appreciate it. What's up, people? Um, we're back. First things first, Cam Newton to the Patriots. Your thoughts? Uh, Super Bowl in the future? I think my mom's listening, so. <laughs> but Honestly, I don't know. I don't know either, but I don't like it. Obviously, he's a great talent. My, my issue and concern with Cam in his whole career has been accuracy, and that's something that the Patriots' offense has always thrived on is efficiency and not really much room for error and I don't know if he truly gives that to them is, but he does have an extra be... element he does have an extra element I just I'll be I just think it's like see. it's been so long since we watched him play so it's like hard for me to to like be confident in what he's about to come out he could come out and just ball out though like that potential is always there I think the offense is definitely going to change you got your boy up there Sony right oh yeah so him and Sony in the backfield, I mean, that changes other Meech. a lot. Yeah, so, but I also think also I also don't think he's as as mobile as, as he once was. I think he's trying to move no, more. The, but I don't think that's what the Patriots want him to be as mobile. You know, I think he turns into a you know less designed quarterback run. To he still uses his legs effectively, but I think he's more uh, considerate of his body, meaning not trying to take yeah, as many blows or yeah. He's got to be. That's a good way to put it. Well, that's a different difference in Belichick offense versus what the Panthers were doing. Because the Panthers, what they did to Cam, they're doing to Christian McCaffrey Caffrey right, right now. now. Yeah, yeah just that does running them into the dirt for four years and then dishing them off. So Cam's the Patriots, which I guess good for him. I'm, I'm glad he got signed. I was a little worried that he wasn't going to get signed. Um, I I'm knew glad he's, he's, he's not in our division. He's going to get signed. Even though we have Tom Brady, so I don't. Really I didn't know. think to the Patriots just because there was so much hype around him going there. Does that make sense? Like hype of Cam going to the yeah, Patriots? Yeah, like every time I turn around, I was like, Cam to the Patriots? Oh. And I was like, well, I'm just glad he's got opportunity. And I really then, wanted to see him at the Bears, though. That would have been swaggy. Yeah, that would have been nice. Um, but in other news, baseball's coming back. Here. So um, that's exciting. When's the uh, – you guys come back uh, this week, I guess, right? Small groups, all that stuff. Yeah, so I did my, like – intake testing today which is why i'm here at the house isolating because i have to wait till i get my test back um so we did like a saliva test and uh antibody test um and then that'll continue basically the saliva stuff will continue every other day for the remainder of the season um it's just crazy like i mean and it's obviously necessary precautions but some of the stuff is just like so out of the ordinary like you just think it's almost too absurd you know so it's it's an interesting thing to try and comprehend and moving I mean not that we have to move into routines and stuff now but I mean it completely changes anything and everything that you thought was normal before like it's um how you come to the field is different every day. You know, how you operate at the field is different now. Everything you always that. done has changed. So. I almost feel like this, however many months it's been now, kind of leading up to it has been so unorthodox that you're kind of not even used to normal anymore. Yes. And to no. an extent. And you're not. You're not, but you just, like baseball is normal to me, right? So, but now it's not going to be normal at all. It's going to be a different game. Like I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a completely different game. So, um, it's kind of like I just want that normalcy, but I can't get it, even through the thing that's always been normal. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you just see, like, we're not allowed to high five, can't shoot gum, can't spit, like, can't lick your fingers, like, 
all this stuff is prohibited. Like, we're supposed to wash our hands every half inning. Like, what? During the national anthem, yeah, six feet apart. They aren't really gonna let us throw the ball around the infield. Like, like after an out, y'all can't throw it around. That it's strongly discouraged. It, oh, that's that's not even like that's not even like that's just second nature. I feel like at this point. Spitting on a field? Are you kidding yeah. me? Like since we were after, five years old. After a ball is put in play, you got to change it for a new one. Yep. Um, they don't want most people touching the ball. What else was there? I mean, even just like travel, like we pretty much always have to have a face mask on. You're going to mm-hmm. see players sitting in the stands. Like we're supposed to like wow. maintain, like we're like no sports coolers. Like it's going to be like T-ball where you show up with your own stuff. Sounds a lot like our intramural softball league. It does, which playoffs start this week. Playoffs on come Thursday. So uh, rest no up. elimination. We got a chance, boys. Got a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We No dugout. So we're like on the fence line. We're just there for the camaraderie and the fact that <laughs> we're the just dominating. It's just like it's just being a part of something bigger than yourself. Bigger than really. yourself, exactly. And that's what we're about on Thursday nights. We're just nights. there to ball Thursday nights. Back to a real profession. Um, so softball. <laughs> it's just uh, it's just gonna be weird. Like it's gonna be very very weird. Uh, it's just like I said, it's just gonna be a completely different game. So I'll be interested to see how it pans out. I really. I'll be interested to see how long we go, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, yeah. we just never know. Like right now, what's like, what's like the, uh, the start. When's it like the first game supposed to be? Opening July. day is supposed to be like the 24th. Yeah. Okay. Hey, listen a month. Well, that does segue us nice into what we're going to talk to you all about today. We're going to talk to you all about, uh, routines and the importance with routines. Um, I think, as you go and as you get older, your routine becomes more important to you in every every part of your life. Um, you could start to see, you know, I used to think, why did my parents make me do certain routines when I was a kid, whether it's go to bed on a certain time or eat at a certain time or whatever it may be. And then as you get older, you start to figure out, okay, routine is good uh, for people. And I think we're just going to talk to you about the importance of the routine and having that structure in your life and how it can positively impact your life moving forward, I guess. Yeah. And, and I would add like what that structure looks like, like what do I do on a personal, like a, a daily basis? Like what do each of you do? Like what I was going to say, it definitely varies. That you, you, you're not going to be like a, uh, like you're not going to be paralyzed by that routine. Like if you don't do something, then you feel terrible, but it's also just understanding the importance of, incorporating certain habits basically and making it your own like everyone's yeah yeah and i think that's a good point that you know your routine is not something i think your routine doesn't need to be something that you feel like you're forced to do every day but rather than your routine is something that when you're doing it you know what you're doing is making you better and trying to build these foundations that you want to reach your goals of what you're doing so I do think that is an important part that your routine, whatever it is, needs to be structured for you and your goals, not just somebody else or what um, you think it what may you th- need. Yeah, what you think it may be or what you see somebody's doing online. Like I know a lot of people try to do like workout routines for or from people like on Instagram or whatever, and they start doing it. It's like it doesn't work because it doesn't work for them. It's not their routine. It's not their body. So I think your routine is definitely um something that needs to be fit for you not for anybody else when you're trying to really hone in on what you're trying to do yeah thanks what's your routine looking like right now during the day dance uh so i i've been really trying to dive back into um some of like the meditation slash journaling stuff um so kind of like let's just say i mean right now I, i got class from 10 to 12 um which will be finishing up this week but uh, normally what, what I would consider like a, a great routine day in my opinion is wake up at eight, um, start my day off with a little bit of, uh, some scripture reading, um, uh, just to kind of like be the first thing I'm putting into my brain that day, you know, it's, is, uh, something spiritual based, faith based. And then I move into, um, basically like this meditation practice. It, it's, it's a little more intense than just like sitting there in your thoughts. Um, I, I 
have this music. It's called bilateral music. And what it does, um, you put your headphones in, and what it does is it plays from like one ear to the other. Um, and it ultimately kind of puts your, it, it gets you out of what you would call your neocortex or like your conscious brain. It, it helps get you out of that. And it's trying to like dive deeper to help you create um, these like neural pathways, basically. Um, so, think of myself in a different light or, you know, to be um, like my big statement right now is conviction um, and what it is I'm doing, whether that's uh, being a better boyfriend, being a better friend, uh, brother, son, baseball player, like you name it, like convicted and making decisions throughout my day based on like those beliefs. Um, so with the music, I just kind of meditate on that and, uh, you know, speak to things that are coming to my mind, trying to basically, reinforce those those things about myself um and that make me who like my true person is meant to be you know like making me that person um so i do that in the morning and then when that's done uh normally i would have some type of little workout uh obviously this is before baseball gets going but i'll have some little workout that i would do uh then come back eat some breakfast like have a smoothie eat some breakfast um and then class from 10 to 12. So uh, after that, usually I, I grab some lunch. Um, and then the rest of the day is a little bit up in the air, it just kind of depends on things that need to be done in everyday life, whether that's uh, clean up the house, do laundry, any of those kinds of things. If I need to go grocery shopping or whatever. Um, and then before bed, um, I talked to Mal in between all that too, guys, by the way, just so, <laughs> just so everybody knows I'm covering that basis. But, uh, um, and then I usually I end up having dinner at some point and then uh, before I go to bed I've been trying to get in the habit of doing a little bit of reading um, nothing too heavy nothing too much just you know 10-12 pages uh, do some reading and then uh, do the bilateral music stuff again but this time I journal um, and I have like a set of phrases that I write every day and then there's like more of like a free flow section after that that I've write what's coming to my mind, um, writing different instances where I felt like the best version of me, um, just trying to, like I said, reinforce uh, and see those words and things that are gonna positively like affirm to me, like who I am. And then that's the last thing I do before the day's over, um, that in prayer, and then I go to bed. So it's, it's nice because I'm like kind of going to bed with those things in my, in my brain. brain. Yeah. Right. And how much would you say your routine is important to your success or I, I don't even know. I feel like if I get off my routine for a couple of days, I just feel like in a little funk, in a little funk. Yeah. Like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing or I know that not necessarily I'm cheating myself, but the tools that I've put in place in my routine that I haven't been using that I'm hurting myself well, like in the long run. When you're doing your routine every day and you're on it and you're getting after it, like you feel like you're getting so much accomplished that day. And even if you take like a day or two off, it's like the funk. Did I even do anything? Like, what did I do all day? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, um, you compare it to anybody that does something at a high level, whether it's like play the piano or play a sport. And, uh, if you, if you take a couple of days off, like you feel that you're not as on point, you know, and, and the average eye wouldn't be able to tell, but you know, and feel in your body that you're not, you know, and, I, and like for me, it's, it's, it's been more mental. Uh, it helps with my mental well being, and it kind of helps me. I wouldn't even say it just helps me like feel good, but it helps me feel uh, like ready and prepared to take on my day. Uh, I think there's a big distinction between like feeling good, which doesn't always happen, but, uh, feeling like you're prepared to be able to handle situations. When you're prepared, when you're prepared, you have a sense of confidence about yourself. Correct. That you can do what needs to be done. You've been working on it for, you know, every day for however long. But I want to go back to the very first thing in your routine when you talked about reading the Bible and stuff. And just kind of for like people that are listening that like maybe want to get into reading scripture um, cause it's not like, I, I don't think you just go, do you just, how do you go about finding scripture every morning? Or like, did you just want to read the Bible f cover to cover and start that way? Or like for people that are just starting off and 
you know, don't know exactly how to start, how would you sort of recommend diving into that? Um, yeah, so uh, it's helped because I, I twice a week, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, me, Mal, and the Braves chaplain get together via Zoom um, and just kind of talk about uh, parts of scripture that we're reading through together. So, like, we've done a study of the Book of Mark. Uh, we're currently on John. So, whatever the reading is for that week, like, that's kind of what I read. And, I, and I'll even read the same passages a couple times, just trying to pick up on things I haven't picked up on before, uh, understand things in a different way. But for somebody that doesn't have that readily available, like, I, I think devotions are great, but I also do think that um, it's important for you to read scripture and like kind of understand it how you want to understand it and it not get translated different ways and into different things that um, make you believe or think a certain way. So uh, part of me is the, a good place for me is to start in any of the gospels um, because obviously it's kind of somewhat the foundation of, you know, good news of Jesus coming and like why uh, and like he kind of like binds the whole book together you know what I mean like without Jesus you know dying and resurrecting like none of that belief would like really like if he didn't conquer a grave then none of this would be you know really as relevant and so the fact that he did um, but I think that he was like one of the best the best leader and perfect person you know that we've ever seen on this earth so being able to learn from him Right. and live our lives accordingly is, is a really big deal. So uh, I would start by reading one of the Gospels, and then I think it's never a bad thing to read it in small bits um, and try and understand it, not from how we would apply it to life today, but understand it how uh, it looked back as a first century, you know, reader. How you know, because it, it's easy to get lost in translation you know, of 2000, you know, 2020 versus, you know, what it was like a couple thousand years ago. So, especially um, for some of those Old Testament stories, for sure. Mm -hmm. Correct. So I think that's important. Um, and I think it's important to also, if you, if you feel a little bit lost, or you're scared or you're like to read the Bible, you know, because you don't think you'll understand it. There's no harm in, in reading, you know, bit by bit and having some type of commentary um, and reading it, so it kind of breaks it down and translates it for you um, to help you understand some of the like historical context. Um, you know, certain things that we may not think are like those. Are, they're just words are really, really impactful. You know, if you were to read it, have read it. They definitely years ago. So they, yeah, because they definitely have those Bibles out there that kind of are much more on a simple, much more easier reading. Yeah. And they also have um, Bibles like I know my the Bible that Lexi and I read. Um, it has, I guess, not it has summaries over certain sections. So when you read a section of John or whatever, it's kind of got a detailed breakdown so that if you did miss the point, that it, it does a really good job of saying, hey, here was the point, And then here's where that point is shown in X, Y, and Z throughout different sections of the Bible. But I also think it's important of what you said when you're reading. And this goes for if you're reading anything. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're reading the, the Bible or whatever. I think when you're reading the Bible, you have to, like you said, read it and then take it for what it means to you. You know what I mean? Because the translations and everything are good, but you may view it a certain way and you may take it a certain way. And you, we've talked about this before. You could be reading a section one day and you'd be like, man, I, you know, I didn't really get much out of that. But then you read the next section the next day, and you're like, oh, wow, I got a lot out of this. So I think one of the things with the Bible is you got to kind of give and take when you're reading it. Some days you get a lot. Some days you don't. You may not get anything. But, again, that's still you're working towards reading these things. It's like a, it, to me, it's like this misnomer that every time that you pray or every time that you read Scripture, like something's going to happen right then. Like if you – Great things happen to people, you know, who are patient and wait and consistently put forth, like, the effort. Like, if, if our prayers were answered every day, then we would all be in a different boat, you know. But it's about the consistency. It's about, um, you know, faith. Faith mm -hmm. isn't just one day. It's, it's days and days and months and yeah. months and years and years, you know. It's a lifetime. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's important to look at it from that perspective because you may not get the most out of that one section that day, 
but at the end of the day, if you if you're reading, you know, for a week, you're gonna get something out of it, you know. And it's about the consistency, and that's and the one time that you do, it may be a life changer, you know. So uh, I don't think that we should overanalyze like how uh, how like what we feel that one day from reading it. Like it's just consistent grind each day doing the right things and over time those small victories add up you know and it's easy to celebrate those little small victories than only looking for that one big hit you know absolutely mitch what is uh so you're well, neither of us are professional athletes except for the softball realm um what do what does your daily routine look like so mine is also not like orthodox in the sense of like I don't have a nine to five either entrepreneur. Yeah. So, you know, I can kind of make my schedule as I please. Like if there's one day I kind of want to like kind of take a day off, like lax, but I could work that night. Like it, you know, it kind of goes back and forth, but I try to stick to like what I do every day. And so what I do, I'll wake up, you know, let the dogs out, like feed them breakfast, get some coffee. And then, uh, I'll go to the gym probably like, 8:39, and then get my workout in come home read whatever book books i'm reading that time frame whatever and that's what i sh- i struggle with that too i've recently got that back into my routine so just trying to stick with that stay committed uh read my books grab you know protein shake or whatever and then uh in recent we've been packing orders like yeah. like right at 11 um from like 11 to like Till the post office closes, we'll just be grinding, packing orders. So if you buy something from All Things Little, shout out you. But it's coming. We're, we're it's coming. We're packing it. It's not Promise. like we we don't have like minions out there. Just if you're getting an order, it is coming from one of us. <laughs> yeah. Or young, with lots with local business. With, or young. It's Tony. coming to you with lots of love. I can guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> the hands that folded it are lots loving hands. Yes. All right. So then I'll just do that, and then after that, I'll try to work on like some sort of future shirt or what have you, article of clothing, whatever. But something for the business, try to, at that point, I've kind of expended all my like physical energy. Yeah. So I'm, I try to just sit down, get creative a little bit. I'll put on like some tunes on like TV or something and just kind of like have a moment to myself and then try to, you know, get some sort of creative juices flowing. And like, like we said earlier, some days you got it. Like some days I'll drop like, five shirts in like 30 minutes i'll just be rattling ideas and then other than that like i mean certain times it'll be like nothing i mean i'll make stuff and i'll go back look at it the next day i'm like what in the hell is that mm-hmm. <laughs> um but then from there just like dinner um been trying to be better about cooking dinners it comes and goes um trying to build that into my routine so but like the thing is it's like you got to tackle these routines kind of one at a time i'd say you don't you can't just like try to start six new routines at once no like you got to work on one and kind of get that built into your routine and from there you kind of grow um and so i'm learning you know kind of how to do that but staying consistent because i'll be good for like a week or two and then next week it's like oh i'm busy so i'm not gonna cook it's like and then that you know and then you get right back out of it but too is is we need to understand that when we are making a commitment for something that we're doing in our routine like we need to um start i guess centering our life around whatever those things are you know so if it's important for me to do my meditation and journaling before you know when i wake up and before bed like i need to make sure that my life is arranged around that like i need to make sure i am setting my schedule so i can do those things um you know it'd be the same for whatever whatever habit that you're just trying to put in a routine that you're making the commitment to somewhat rearrange your life to fit those things into what you're doing. Yeah. And something that I heard on parks and rec, my boy, Ron Swanson, he was like, don't half ass two things, whole ass one thing. So like, don't be trying to incorporate all this stuff and then doing a half ass when you could really focus on one, drive it into your routine. And then once you feel comfortable with that, then you move on to that next thing and you drive that in there. And then it all kind of becomes uniform into one routine 
it's a it's a slow cook like we yeah we, you can't yeah. we're in a world where we just want things now we want them fast we want them you know if, if we need a fact i can you know pull up my phone and figure it all out but that's just, that's not how we're supposed to work um I, we can give a little book suggestion um i haven't read it mason's in the process of reading it now is in the process of reading it but it's called uh the ruthless elimination of hurry and it actually talks a lot about um not necessarily just routines but how to slow down life um how to actually uh get the most out of each moment um and it's just staggering understanding how distracted we are as a society how um much technology yes it can be a good thing but how we often utilize it for some of the wrong things so uh it's a really interesting read from what i've heard i definitely am going to get to it um but I would suggest that everyone get it when you yeah. start a book club. Well, I'm all for it. And I'll speak on it. The reason I started reading this book was because it was sitting on your counter. Um, and we were over there hanging out and I was asking who's reading this. And Mal was like, Oh, I'm reading it. She's like, it's really good. She started telling Lexi and I about it. And, um, the elimination of hurry is very interesting to me because as a society, like you said, we are go, go, go. And that's how it's ingrained into our body. And I didn't actually know this until I started diving into the book that it was written uh, by a pastor in California. And he speaks about, you know, this idea that, you know, everybody wants to go, go, go. But when you're looking at it from, um, you know, trying to, there's a reason it's called walking with God. It's not called running with God. And you and I talked about that the other day. And it's a slow process. And, you know, is there a time, like, is there a time for me when I really got to crank it on and go? Yeah, sure. Is there a time for you and Mitch and anybody else that's listening to this? Yeah, absolutely. But it, he says, you know, it's, it's important that you take the time to slow down. Everything is not meant to be a race, you know, enjoy the little things, enjoy life, you know, really, really take that time. And I don't want to, when I was, for, I'm about halfway through the book now, it was one of the, I'm, I'm not actually reading it. Um, I don't have, I don't want to say I don't have a lot of time. I have a lot of time, but I utilize my time in other areas. So I'm reading like four books right now. So I listen to them on Audible. So I would suggest if you are like that, it's kind of like listen to a podcast, get it on Audible. I don't think it's very expensive. Um, Probably cheaper than Yeah, and it's only like, here's how I look at it. I think it's only like six hours on Audible. Okay, well, I run every day for about an hour. So in less than a week, I'll have finished the book. Boom, you're done. Everyone's different, but I personally would suggest, and we talked about this, I'll personally suggest trying to read it slow and actually yeah. like understand the concepts and take it bit by bit. Like It's kind of defeating the purpose of your, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but speeding through a book that talks about slowing down. <laughs> you know, like, right, no, I totally get that. And you can, and usually what I do, this is, I mean, Lexi gets kind of upset at me for this, but I listen to a book and then I buy it. And she's always like, why did you buy that book? And if it's because it's good, then I'm going to go through it again. And it's kind of like I'm double supporting like the author. That book we always talk about, The One Thing. Oh. If you haven't read that, highly that's recommend it. I'm reading book. it for like the third time mm-hmm. right now. And every, time, books I'm right every now. time you read something different, then there's always going to be that, you know, like you said, you're taking something away from it. So I will say if you are, and some Audible books do this, if you are listening to it on Audible, cut it down. And I think, I want to say he has like time built in where he says, okay, take a second and write and think about, you know, what we were just talking about, which I would definitely utilize doing that. The only reason I'm halfway through it is because I went for a long run and then did some yard work, which... It's that good. You're not going to want to stop listening to it. But anyways, um, he does. It is really good of him talking about just slowing down and kind of enjoying this this beautiful life that we got going on. I kind of just to kind of bring up something else too, um, and not to put you on the spot over and over, Dansby. But like, I think that people would like to know because I mean, you being a professional athlete, dating a professional athlete, like, what's some sort of like almost like relationship rituals or like, you know, stuff like, cause y'all's both of y'all's life can be so hectic. And I know y'all got to spend a lot of time together, but like with both of y'all seasons starting back up, like what's some kind of stuff y'all do um, just to kind of like make time for yourselves without being with each other all the time. Yeah. So 
um, I think something that we we actually probably put more of an emphasis on it when we're away is the communication um, because we are parts. We feel that we need to do more to communicate. Um, so I, I think since she's, you know, two hours behind us uh, when we're not together, she's usually behind the time. So whenever I get up in the mornings, I usually send her a text um, to kind of start the day uh, to A, put me in a good place, but, you know, have her day start well too. Um, I think that's, that's important just to, it just shows some gratitude. It shows, uh, you know, just it, that immediate connection in the morning to start your day is, is big in my opinion. And then we talk sporadically throughout the day. Um, if I'm driving somewhere or she's driving somewhere, if we have a little bit of downtime, we try and communicate about things going on or the day or whatever, um, then kind of end the day with some type of FaceTime. I think, any type of long distance relationship, FaceTime is really important because you do get something like some type of uh, FaceTime, you know, together. Um, so I think that's important. I, I think that this time away right now that we've both really benefited from is understanding that the importance of our own individual routines uh, is a little bit tougher because at the time we only had my truck here. So our schedules were like meshed together. Uh, but I think now we've kind of really realized like it's important that I take care of myself and my mental well-being and you know my physical well-being and her do the same thing because if each of those things are going to allow us to be a better person then that's only going to help our relationship flourish so um, I'd say definitely the communication aspect is really really key whether you're apart or together but also figuring out and maintaining what things work for you like um, like Mitch, you got your, you know, routines of things you want to do. Like that's important for you to do. And it's also important for him to do, you know, her things. And it's the same with me and Mal. I think it's the same in every relationship. Like Mal is not my source of happiness, you know, like that's up to me and, you know, God. So the more that that is kept in the center, then I feel like our relationship can actually like blossom from that. Um, now, granted, we do add a lot to each other's happiness, but she's not, the main source and I think that it can be a tough tough like thing to blend because we are you know together or you know you're in a loving relationship like you want to spend that time with that person but it's also important to spend some of that time in you know solitude like if you look at Jesus's life he did that plenty of times like that was a part of his day was being in solitude so I think it's important um, to understand your own personal uh, you know routine and to stick to that whether uh, you know, I'm with Mal or not, because that's going to help us grow together. So, no, I like that. Absolutely. Uh, my routine is way different than, well, I guess I, my routine. Did, we didn't ask. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just going to so back to what that. me and Danzy were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's way different than both of y'all's, kind of. Uh, but Ours it all has been kind of similar. It's been similar right now. I was going to say mine depends on the time of the year. Um, if it is like this upcoming, which I guess we're going back to school, even though COVID rates are higher than ever, which is fine. Um, but we're going back to school. So my routine is going to shift immensely. Um, during the school year and during the football season, I'm up early. I'm probably up five, four thirty-five AM every morning. Um, trying to get the workout in get the workout in, come back, shower, um, make sure everything's good to go for the school day, make my way to school, teach, and then go to football practice after that. And then by the time that's over with meetings and everything, come home, and that's like 7.38. And then it is a slow, what do I need to do for tomorrow? Enjoy my time that I get with Lex, enjoy dinner, walk the dogs, do anything we need to do, and then get ready to go back to to battle for the next day. But right now our, our routine has been pretty similar as far as me and you getting up, getting a workout in. Um, we do have football that just started. So I go to that and then I try to, uh, go pick up our little intern and then bring him to the where the warehouse and ship all these beautiful orders for you people that are ordering them. And then after that, it's really, yeah, blessings. After that, it's really just making sure everything's squared away for podcasts, making sure, you know, we have, we're listening to the people of what they want to hear, who they want to hear, try to get great guests for you all. 
um, and just make sure that everything is squared away on that end. But what I guess what is important for all of this is you'll notice our routines have very similarity or similar things in them. Just different times of the day. Just different times of the day. I got a, I got a question for you. And I think it's something I'm probably struggling with a little bit right now. And most people is like, man, we're like drained. Like we're spent, we're tired. We Mm -hmm. (laughs) like this whole pandemic is causing a lot of stress, causing a lot of, um, pain causing I mean it's just I'm you know I'm tired I feel like I got I can do anything going on at once um like I got a bunch of stuff to do today but don't really feel like doing any of it like I got right big research stuff like big research paper do this week obviously it's just craziness like right now because I can't leave the house for a day or two um like everything that would be normal is not and just kind of like tired of dealing with it what do you do or how do you find yourself, especially during the like normal school when you get up at 435, getting your workout, long, full day, mm-hmm. going to bed, doing it all again? I was going to say, what very monotonous. Yeah. yeah, like what, like how, like what do you do to manage uh, getting through, um, you know, Strenuous those times where you are tired? And just bring, in that, just bring in those good energy lectures. Yeah, I mean. To, to the youth of tomorrow or today. Or I don't tomorrow. know. They, to me... I try to look at, like, let's say I have a busy week. So, you know, we could be playing Marietta, for example, and I know the game's going to be on TV and it's a tough matchup and it's at Marietta and, you know, whatever it may be. And so my week I know is going to be extremely long and strenuous. Um, I could have, you know, and that's just football. I could have, you know, it could be a week where I'm covering, I'm lecturing every day and it's nonstop. For me, I think every day is its own battle, and I don't look at it as a battle. I kind of look at it as, you know, okay, I haven't, I can only take, I kind of try to chunk my day, right? So it honestly, my day starts the night before. Uh, Lexi and I are huge on trying to, especially during the school year, we've got to get to bed at a certain hour because if I do not have the, my mom will be the first person to tell you. Uh, there's two things I don't operate well without. Number one is sleep. Number two is food, which is not shocking to anybody listening to this who knows me. Um, got to have it or else it's going to be an issue. Um, and so you got to get to bed early. If you listen to any podcast or you read any book or listen to any uh, doctor who talks about sleep, they will say the number one thing you can do is get good sleep. And not just good sleep, like, oh, you're in bed for nine hours or 10 hours, but you get quality sleep for the time that you're in. And not everybody needs eight hours. You know, I think the average is like seven right now in the United States. I'm not really sure. Um, So let me let me go ahead and just say this so people don't get this confused. I'm not saying you get in bed and you're in bed for eight hours. I'm talking about sleeping for seven. I'm talking about if if you're in bed for eight. You're really sleeping for like six and a half. You know, six and a half. Especially if you're in there looking at your phone and stuff. You, that's the worst thing you can do. That's what I'm saying. So which is why reading at night is so good for you all. And I know a lot of people like we're trying to get um, young Tony to read and he's young. So that's like a battle uphill within itself. But I mean, thinking about someone telling me at 16 years old, just to start reading, uh, forget about it. Besides or, my teachers. But. Yeah. Or to go to bed on time. Like forget reading for that. pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to Yeah. It's just different. So it is hard to do, but it's one of those things once you start doing, you will notice that you are more prepared to sleep than if you were staring at your phone for that time. So again, it's, it's got to, you got to get that sleep in. Um, and then when I wake up, you know, I try to section my day. So I know the hardest part of my, of my day is getting out of that bed and getting, and you got to tell yourself what I tell myself. And this may not be the best for everybody is, you know, there was, there's this guy out there and I'm sure many of you've heard of him. His name's David Goggins. Um, my buddy Cody Collins actually got me on David Goggins and he's the dude's a beast. His book's incredible. If you want to read that. Stay hard. Yeah. yeah. Dude's a freak. Dude's a, he's a, if you run ultra marathons and like, so he's running hundred mile races and he ran them eight weekends in a row. That's nuts. Dude. It's, it's, this dude's been through like seal training. Like I think like three or four times he had to be pulled out for medical, medical reasons, like three of them. Um, he's a mental freak like he's like he's he's a cut he's cut from a different cloth if you will but i try to get up and get my workout in and my my view is you know 
I'm doing more before 5 a.m. or before 6 a.m. than some people do in their entire day. So I try to work out with that edge. You know, I try to just kind of pump myself up mentally, say, all right, you need to do this. And then once you always do it, you always feel better. You're always like, okay, who it's over and your day set. So I do that. And then I try to have little meditation times throughout the day. So my ride to school, that's a meditation time. Sometimes people are coming back, dude, you're weird. Sometimes I'll ride to school with no radio on. Yep. No, man, I'm telling you silence, bro. I'm telling you, people out there listening, silence is... You can really grow in some silence. It, yeah. like, and trust me, I don't like doing it either. I love yeah. listening to music. I love listening mm-hmm. to podcasts. I love being distracted. But sometimes yeah. sitting in that silence, like you get more answers. And you're teaching yourself to be okay with your thoughts. You're teaching yourself to be okay with having no distractions, to just be fully present in that moment. And like, it's very, very, very empowering. Like that is fuel for what you need. And I think like kind of what you just said, I'm not trying to cut you off with this, but like understanding small victories or understanding like those little time, like progressions throughout the day is huge. Like if you want to consider it like a small victory, like getting up, in the morning like and not being on your phone or whatever like looking at it that way it changes your perception of this whole thing because that how you're talking to yourself like instead of looking at like man i suck at this it's like well this is an opportunity for you to get better like how you speak to yourself getting better yeah like those being able to look at each day and saying all right today like strictly today like that was one of my big things this morning during my meditation stuff was like, okay, I know that today I can focus and, and today I can make the right decisions. Like today I can act on the right things. Like today I can do this, this, and this. Like if I'm focused on doing this, then I tomorrow refresh and I can say today I'm going mm-hmm. to commit to being better. Like today and those little small things add up over time. And like in a month, you'll be like, wow, I'm a different person. Or in a month you'll say, man, I'm, I've changed. And then you're going to say, in a year, like, holy moly, like, I am a way different person. And that is what you just spoke on is the domino effect and the basics of the book, The One Thing. What you do today impacts what you're going to do tomorrow, what impacts what you're going to do in a week, what impacts what you're going to do in a month, in a year, you know, five years, ten years. There, there's no, like, that's why, like, diet books, right, are, like, so huge because people are always trying these new different diets and that thinking that it's going to change your life. Well, I can already tell you what diet is going to work. Okay. It's a lifestyle change. You start eating a little bit better and you start working out a little bit more. Okay. You do that consistently. You're going to lose the weight. You know, it's the same. Like every motivational book is pretty much going to be the same. It's the one thing it's focusing on something today that I can grow and be better at. And over time I will become a better person, you know? And so, oftentimes we just try and take in all these different sources of information. It's like, hold on, like let's just slow yeah. down and take in this one. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier. It's just, everybody just wants it in a hurry. Wants it now, now, now. But like, bro, I'm not going to go pick up a guitar and just start shredding that thing. Like, you know, everything comes with time. So like eating better is not something you just like, I mean, if you can, then more power to you. But like, maybe just, focus on drinking more water or, yeah, you know, yeah. and start building up one more vegetable. Yeah. Yeah. Or when you're eating out, making a, a better choice or whatever it may be. So you just have to be positive in that mindset. But when I just back to real quick, what I was doing when, when I drive to work, I use that meditation period and I actually use it as a visualization period where I literally visualize, okay, what do I have to do today? And a lot of people write this down. Um, a lot of people have like, like I know um, girls have, what are those like planners and happy planners and all that stuff where they write stuff down. And I'm not that big of a writing thing down guy, except what I've started doing. And then I've kind of gotten off and I'm going to get back on it is I have this little notebook and I write down all the stuff I need to do and like little, little stuff. And I'm just going to keep it in my back pocket. And then throughout the day, I can just peep it look at it. Okay. Am I doing what I need to do? And you know, what do I need to do? How do I need to do it? Where does that kind of fit? But I try to visualize, you know, what I need to do so that when I get to school and I know it's about to be a nine, 10 hour grind from there, everything's already set because I'm mentally ready to take on my day. You, you just said 
the most key word of this whole thing that's visualized. Like there's science behind it. Like your brain, when you do something or when you visualize it, it doesn't know the difference. So you may not physically be doing it, but the more you can visualize like for an athlete, you know, it's also big on this, like visualize like the day and sit here and say, okay, they're doing this coverage. Like I want to run this route. This is what this is looking like. He's like, I can visualize myself like catching the ball. I can visualize like scoring touch, like all these things. And you're creating those, you know, we talk about those neural pathways, like you're creating those all the time. And the more you can visualize like those things, the better off you're going to be. And it's, it's one of those things where you have to put an emphasis on it. And something that I know Mitch is big on is writing things down and kind of having throughout the house or having them in, in places that you see more often, you know, that are very visible. You're always taking in those yeah. positive messages. Just always um, having it like in your consciousness. Conscious or subconsciously, you know? Yeah. So um, that's something I would challenge most people to do. Uh, I feel like it holds you more accountable, but having little things throughout the house that says, you know, uh, like, you know, what was the one that says process over product or, or what was the one that says? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, process over you know, product. Things like that. Like, uh, be vulnerable, be valuable. Yeah. You know, and, and I think the more we take that in, like, that's why I'm a big affirmation guy. Like when I write down in my journal, I'm writing down the things that I know are going to connect me back to who I am. It's like, I'm convicted. I am carefree, you know, I am confident, I am uh, connecting with my true self, like, I'm gentle with myself, because I'm a perfectionist, you know, so, like, writing these things down every night, and reading them, so then I read them to myself every night, and it's like, I start to become that person, because this is who I'm visualizing myself to be, you know, identity with, you know, God, those things. And I'm reading a book right now, and it's basically, essentially the same thing, but in terms of like you're almost doing it on a person like as a person level it's in almost like a goal setting level like you write down these goals and stuff and you're consciously like seeing them like i'm getting to here and then you make it work and it comes to fruition it's like while we're real big on like speaking things into existence it's it's the same concept for yourself as a person but also like outside goals as well yeah um but no i think i think that that's the hardest thing i think people deal with is the I'm just tired and don't feel like it. Um, well, everybody's tired. And the, the one thing that I would say, and, and I've, you know, talked to college kids about this is training yourself to, in those moments to do the thing that's right. Not necessarily the thing that you feel like doing. So it, it can be as simple and people laugh when I said this, like there's no way that works. I'm like I'm telling you, the more consistently you do it, the more you're telling yourself to do those right things. It's like, I'm exhausted. Well, I need to do my laundry, right? Like I need to fold my clothes and put them up. In that moment, choosing to do the right thing of putting away my clothes, whether it's silly or simple, whatever you want to look at it, that is getting me and my brain to perform what I need to perform in that moment, whether I feel like it or not. Because if it was always based on how we felt, then that's why you're probably in the position you're in. You know, like athletes, I guarantee you, we feel good opening day, a couple of days after that, and during the playoffs. But other than that, a lot of the time, we don't feel good. We're hurting, we're in pain, we're struggling to play, whatever, other things going on in our life. And if it always depended on how we feel, then nobody would be any good. Yeah. So you like, know, it's, it's about being able to get the most out of when you're not feeling good. Well, and I had a coach once tell me this. Um, somebody, we, I forget where we were where the kids were complaining, you know, they're tired or gosh, practice is hard. Or, and he said, the, the second you figure out that everybody's tired is the second that you realize the people that who are, everybody's tired, the people who figure out a way and find a way to get stuff done. Those are the people that start separating themselves in life. Everybody is tired. Everybody is. I get it. You know, it's, it's like the same in school. Kids are oh, coach. I'm so tired. I can't do this. It's, Yes, you can. You just have to tell yourself that you can and that you're going to and then actually do it because everybody, it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, if you're an entrepreneur, if you are some guy that's just working a nine to five or whatever, you're going to be tired and everybody's going to be tired. 
if you want to have a life that is different from what you have or you want to be more successful, you have got to find a way to push through that tiredness because everybody everybody is tired. So you got to find a way to find something in yourself, some little trigger, some little I can do this or whatever it may be that you get through that tired point. And when you do, you will separate yourself from that group. Mm-hmm. But until you... D- I was going to say, until you do that, you're going to find, and my number one thing is I hate, like someone will ask me like, what is your, what is your biggest thing you don't want to be? And my biggest thing I don't want to be is like mediocre or average. I hate that word. I hate mediocre. I hate, oh, some, yeah, you know, he's about average. Average in what? Who? Not me. And if I am, then, you know, I need to take that moment and say, okay, I'm averaging this. What can I do to not be average? Yeah. And once I'm just, I'm so terrified of being average that that fuels my fire. I don't want to be the average guy that sits on the couch after coming home from work and, you know, has five or six beers and watches TV. Right. Right. So you got to find, and I'm sure it's the same way, like professional athletes. I know y'all's bodies are dead. I know they are. I've seen it. I know your legs, I know your legs aren't there. I know your shoulder hurts, your arm's not there. So I think, and Mitch is the same way, you know, you got to find that grind state to where, yeah, you're tired, but guess what? I'm going to go get this money. I'm going to go get it done. Yeah. One, one thing, we did some boxing things one time, and the guy would always say, just embrace pain. Like, embrace the pain. He's coming, bro. And once you just start embracing it, like, it, it, it's, it's hard. It's very hard because nobody likes pain. Like, there's a reason we have survival instinct, right? But as soon as you start embracing that, man, I'm telling you, like, your world will change. Oh, 100%. It's like uh, you listen to people who run long, like, a lot of distance. Like, you know, I, what, I don't know what you would consider a lot of distance, but to me, if you're wow. running 10, if you're running a mile, if you're running Thanks. 10 miles plus, that is a lot of distance. And, It'll be, you know, sometimes when I run, it could be I'm trying to run seven miles. What, mile five? Guess what? The old right quad is saying, please, God, stop. You are killing me. And once you figure out, hey, that pain's going to come, but guess what? It doesn't matter. Your mind is a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. When you start telling yourself it's going to be all right and you just keep going just one step after the other and you finish, you feel so much better. But that's with more than just physical activity. <laughs> just a story going off that and kind of back on the visual visualization train and the power of it or whatever. I was just looking up like, I don't know, I was talking to somebody at the gym or something. And we were talking about like the world record for planking. Do you know what it is? Isn't it like a couple of, like hours? So it's like, yeah. Seven hours or something like that? Several hours. Like several hours. And like, so I was reading up on the dude or whatever and, and he... You know, after like hour two, I mean, both of his, he said both of his elbows just started bleeding like profusely. And he did it for like six more hours after that. But like his main thing that he said he visualized it like really for him anyways is that he was a tree and like his elbows and planting in the ground were like the roots. And like he visualized his himself like going into the ground, <laughs> growing into the ground and just Different being sturdy, beast. sturdy as a tree. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Proof and value to it, right? And I just thought that was nuts. Kind of going um, back to visualization. Last but. thing, uh, and I don't know if any of us have an answer. I think it's something we're kind of searching for. But what are are ways you know to basically hold ourselves accountable to that? Because some people like myself, like I play a sport, like I'm pretty score oriented. So it's like how, like, what are ways that people can hold themselves? You want to go? You don't, yeah. yeah good tools for for that because half of the battle is finding that routine and then the other half is holding yourself accountable to actually do it so what I think we're probably about like? to say the same thing so like, as me probably well you know similar there was a um a coach that i grew up with for football his name's coach ironside um and he used to say something when talking about accountability and you, you saying score or, oriented reminded me of this uh, he used to say, you know, there's going to be a time and there's certain times throughout the day or in your life or your week or whatever that you have to check your own scoreboard. You have to see, okay, what are the things you're trying to accomplish and are you doing that now? 
doing that and then actually coming out on the other side are two different things, right? Because you can look at it and go, oh, I didn't work out today. Okay, well, I realized that I did not work out today, but what am I doing to get to that? So I think number one, and, and their strategies that we have already listened, I think are listed, I think you have to write them down and reflect and analyze on that. And part of that is you're going to have to hold yourself accountable, but what makes it even better, and when you're talking about accountability is number one, who you surround yourself with. Oh, that's what, that's what you're going to say. Yeah, that's what gonna and so like for me, a big part of who I surround myself with is okay. Okay. Look at, look at my, my tightest circle right here. Okay. I got, you know, let's just say you and Mitchell, for example, you're in my tightest circle. I know for a fact, if I start slipping up, you guys are going to be there and be like, Hey, what are you doing? Are you doing this? Are you, when, when was your workout? When was, um, what are you doing to advance yourself? And me Mitchell and I actually have a, uh, a group on we have like a just little snapchat group it's called grind mode and it's just a like a, our little friend group that literally every time we work out or we're get we're getting it in we send a little message saying hey you know this is what we're doing you can check up on each other the other person that holds me accountable is uh, my girlfriend lexi because she's very goal oriented too and just like both of you and your girlfriends if you're not doing something i mean that's the person you're in contact with the most they are going to kind of go, Hey, what's going on? Or what's up? You know, they're going to realize something's up with you first. And a lot of times if we have something up with us, we're off our routine, but were you going to say it's, yeah, I was just going back to community. I'm a very like extrovert kind of person. And I think like the first initial thing to like start sort of some sort of lifestyle change is definitely within yourself. Like, you know, Mason can sit here and tell me like, bro, you need to go to the gym, but I gotta, li- I gotta lift the weights, bro. Yep. Like I, I gotta strap them up and get out there and go run a mile. Like you can encourage me, but it's gotta definitely be a self thing. Or and if you don't have that drive to do it yourself, then you're not gonna, you're gonna do it for a week and then it's gonna click yeah. out. Like unless you really truly want to do it, and then once you finally make that choice, and then you can incorporate the group stuff and like, kind of just like I like I need Mason there, be like, bro, you ain't worked out in like three days. Like what's going on? I'm, probably got some excuse but it's going to fire my ass up to get back in there and when i see them grinding i'm like dang i didn't work out today like i need to figure well, out yeah. how to get it in somehow and half the time in our workout group um there's a guy i'll give him a little shout out jordan williams you Shouts. know jordan uh this Ginger dude Mafia. yeah <laughs> he is coming off of two knee surgeries okay bro and he's a runner he's the one that kind of him and uh, my, my other best friend cody collins got me into running and he comes off two knee surgeries and we we use the nike run app we check each other's miles and everything it's kind of like a little competition and one week i was just i don't know what i was doing i was just dropping the ball wasn't getting it in and i look up and this dude just ran a six mile like two off weeks, two, two knee two weeks off the two operation knee table, surgeries yeah. and i'm sitting here on the couch and i'm like I start going. Alexi's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, I got to get Jordan. Just ran <laughs> put, six miles. Put my running shoes on. I got to put my mean? running shoes on. She's like, "You said you were tired." I am tired, but he just had two knee surgeries. And he's getting it in. Like, so you got to have. But it comes, it comes first with yourself, and it's like what you said. You have to make whatever your goal is a priority. And if you want to get to a certain spot, and there's people dragging you down, bro, like there's, Eliminate there's nothing wrong with cutting some dead weight. Like, I know it sucks and it's hard because y'all been friends forever or like whatever it may be, but like if they're not on your goal, Wavelength. on your path or where you want to go, let them go. You, it's, it's only going to benefit you in the long run. It might suck in the short term because they might have been boys with you forever, but like if someone's holding you back from getting to where you want to go, there ain't nothing wrong with kind of just like not and i'm not saying like cut them out like but like they you need understand. to reduce that time with them yes Those boundaries like, that are created yeah. like yeah you can still be boys with them but like you really gotta fine-tune who you surround yourself with and w- what wavelength they're on where they want to go and where you want to go like it's huge you'll see who is a part of that like conviction group is kind of like what i call it is who's going to fuel that or who's going to, you know, take away from that. And, um, yeah, I just think to my last point, like we all have choices. Like life is just one big game of choices. Um, and there's a right decision and a wrong decision. And more often than not, I'd like to be on the right side of making those decisions. Now won't be perfect. Mess up plenty of times, but more to hold yourself accountable and, and grow to, 
choosing that next right decision, you know, your life will, will thank you for it. Absolutely. Thanks. Well, it's a good, good little episode. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time. What's up team? It's Mitch from the express. We appreciate all y'all tuning in and listen to us chop it up every episode. We hope that y'all are getting something out of these just like we are. Uh, please subscribe and shoot us a review. Follow us on Instagram at The Express Podcast. And go ahead and shoot us a DM if there's anything y'all want to hear us cover or guest or anything like that. We'll try to make it happen for y'all. Much love, team. Hope you enjoyed the episode. You're...